Welcome in to the Husker Women's Basketball Postgame Show on 93.7 The Ticket. All right, welcome in. This is the Nebraska Women's Basketball Postgame Show, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert with you this evening after a, a heartbreaking 83-76 Nebraska Women's Basketball loss. On the road at Penn State, they fall to 19 and seven on the year, and they are back, to, or they're eight and seven now in the conference. And and the, this was a heartbreaking one. I think that's a good word to describe this. Um, before we get too far into kind of discussing it, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line, both those open for you the entire hour. Send in your thoughts. Um, with any anything, if you were watching the game on BTM Plus, send in thoughts about the broadcasters. I always like talking about those guys um, because it's always kind of uh, interesting on on BTM Plus. Uh, send in thoughts about the game. Ashley Scoggin unable to to travel with the team. She's in health and safety protocols, and so big loss for Nebraska, who shot um, decently well throughout three quarters. And then got outscored in the fourth quarter, 31-15. to 15. So, once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Southern Hammer text line. Feel free to uh, call in, text in, any thoughts that you may have. We'll be joined. I, I, we may be bring Carter in here in the second segment, see what he thought of the game. Um, same with uh, Enrique Alvarez-Clary, who will be showing up in towards the back end of the show. And we'll be able to uh, um, kind of... Kind of give our thoughts on on how it's all going. We get this off the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream. You guys are able to throw your comment up on there. Uh, Aaron says on Facebook, yeah, this one stings a bit. It it sure does. Um, It felt like a game that Nebraska, um, yeah, he adds tough listening to those Homer announcers. Yeah, and and once again, we've had that conversation of their their college students and everything, but holy smokes, I mean, just uh, it, it was tough. The camera work is tough to follow along, and and I understand that you know in the non-con games, it's it's one thing because you have a lot of a lot of different sites to get to, and the Big Ten Network can't necessarily broadcast them all. Uh, but it, when you really get into conference play, it really gets frustrating when when the camera isn't following the action, and then it's just an abrupt movement to one side of the floor, things like that. So uh, putting that kind of behind us, though, it was a game once again. Nebraska gets outscored thirty-one to fifteen. In the final quarter of play, um, at one point, Penn State was on an 18-2 to run. Um, it, it, Alexis Markowski, I mean, through the first half, I was kind of looking up and down the box score, and I'm like, all right, this seems pretty balanced for, for, these, for our team. Like, Nebraska, n- no player really is standing out in terms of, you know, scoring way more than the other, the other, uh, than, than the opponent, than Penn State. It seems like a pretty balanced basketball game that's that's occurring right now which is the norm right we've talked about it me and dp have dissected it extensively on this on this post game show where this team is so balanced where on a night jazz shelley will drop 20 and allison weiner will will come off the bench and provide a spark or on another night jazz shelley will have seven assists and nine rebounds in the first half but no points. Like that's just how this team operates. And and despite losing tonight, eighty three to seventy six, that's still the case. Um, at the end of the day, unfortunately, they just uh, Alexis Markowski checked out about halfway through the fourth quarter. There, a little before halfway in that fourth quarter, and it kind of just all went south. Which um, Penn State goes on an eighteen to two run. 
Nebraska falls behind, can't hit a three, which part of Amy Williams' uh, you know, motto or, or forte is shoot the three ball well and play defense. And unfortunately for Nebraska, they, they didn't do either one of those particularly well tonight. Um, Penn State is a team that came in averaging, I think, taking six threes a game or making, I should say, making six threes a game. And um, they drop, they shoot 40% from the from deep and shoot 14 of 30 from beyond the arc. And, and I guess if you're one, I mean, at some point you kind of just throw your hands up in the air and say, well, listen, if they're just going to hit their shots, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, but at the end of the day, Nebraska has shown the ability to, when a player is down or when they are out of player, usually freshmen step up. And I'm not saying that that's not the case tonight where because Allison Widener played some big minutes, struggled a little bit, shot 3 of 10 from the field, but played some significant minutes, found herself in the starting lineup once again. And I guess at the end of the day, it's like at some point a freshman is going to play like a freshman. And youth is going to come out. We've we've talked about it uh, with Alexis Markowski, where she still had a strong game tonight, 10 of 15 from the field, uh, missed a couple key free throws down the stretch, only had seven rebounds, but dropped 23 in total tonight. And so with a player like her, we've talked about it, where she hasn't hit that freshman wall yet, where it's, all right, yep, this is the Big Ten, Big Ten uh, conference slate. We're in the heart of it. Now we're in the back end of it where Nebraska's now played 26 games on the season. They're 19 and 6. Or excuse me, 19 and 7 now after tonight's loss. And Alexis just hasn't hit that wall quite yet. And that's great. Maybe she, there's no wall for Alexis Markowski, but for 90% of the freshmen there are. And so w- when you see a freshman or, or any young player, I should say, um that that doesn't have a ton of experience, if they hit a wall and there's just one game that they're not on, they're not what we're used to seeing, then at some point you just throw your hands up and say, well, at least it happened here on February 17th against Penn State on the road rather than in the Big Ten tournament against Iowa or rather than in the in Sweet 16 play against Duke. So I, I there, there's some positives that you can take out of, yeah, listen, the, the loss really sucks. It stings, 83-76. Nebraska should have beaten Penn State, a team that hasn't won since January 20th. And... It's like, man, Penn State lost eight in a row. So when you look at it from a surface level, yeah, it it, does, it stings quite a bit. Um, but I, I want to kind of look deeper and say, okay, what does this teach this team? How can this team learn um, being so young? And we'll go through that whole whole conversation as we go along. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sutter Hammond text line. Uh, feel free to reach out to me at uh, on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainert, and then – uh, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Um, it's kind of funny. So on, on Monday's show, uh, Monday night show, I should say, when I was on with Nicole on Ticket Weeknights, and Nebraska was playing some of their best basketball this season against number 5 Indiana at home, right? And and that's kind of the shocking thing, is this team didn't feel like a program that would have a letdown game, especially with how well they were playing between – Indiana and the game against Michigan a couple like a month and a half back and or I should say at the start of conference play and the game against Michigan State where they still lost that game but no matter how bad they played they were still within three you didn't feel like this team 
was going to have a letdown game, especially with how strong of a season they were playing and how balanced they were. Like, once again, I'm going to say balanced quite a bit this postgame show, but this team extremely balanced the whole season through going into this game 26 games, or I should say 25, excuse me, and they come in, they're, they're beating teams they're supposed to beat, maybe except for Michigan State. Michigan State, going into this one, Nebraska, their, their net ranking, which is the more important ranking when you're talking about March Madness, was in the 20s. And so despite them not being ranked in the top 25, I believe they were 20th in the net. And so I don't, I'm not necessarily thinking that this loss on the road at Penn State takes them out of the tournament, but it certainly makes it a little more hairy because coming in, they are projected as a seven seed when we're talking about postseason play. And so with this team, they come in off of a big win against uh, Indiana, like I said. Their ranking in the net was 20 or around there. It may have updated on Monday, I suppose. And then their worst win was to a team that was ranked 102nd in the nation, and that was Michigan State who I should also say beat number a top 10 team in Michigan this year as well and has a couple ranked wins under their belt, Michigan State that is. And that was Nebraska's worst loss until tonight. The other losses, all against ranked opponents. It was Ohio State on the road, Iowa at home and on the road, uh, Maryland on the road, and then I'm, I'm missing one more in there as well. But that was their losses. And Michigan State being the uh, a 102nd in the nation was there. Oh, Indiana on the road, who was also top five at the time. Those were their those were their six losses this year. Now seven with a, a against a a team in Penn State that Nebraska and Amy Williams will say this in a heartbeat is much better than Penn State. But give credit to the the Lady Lions as they call their their women's basketball team, the Lady Lions, for toughing one out at home. That's Big Ten. Women's basketball right there for you. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Feel free uh, incorporate yourself into the show all hour long. Once again, we may bring uh, Carter in in the second segment. Uh, Rico will be here down the road as well because uh, um, Priscilla Joseph will have her show tonight at 9 p.m. She has a really a special guest, one that you guys will not want to miss. So Rico will be here for that one as well. So um, hang out with us the rest of the night. All right, Aaron also adds on Facebook. Any thoughts on why we struggle on away games? We're almost perfect at home. Well, I think that's just the part of the Big Ten. I think it's just part of the Big Ten. Um, no, I, I wouldn't even say Nebraska struggles on the road necessarily. Taking this tonight's game out of the mix, they've played their their losses on the road have been to ranked teams, Illinois or Indiana, Maryland, and Ohio State, um, and Iowa, I suppose. That was their ranked loss, or there was those are losses on the road. Um, on the, uh, else elsewhere on the road, I mean, they beat Illinois just last Saturday, eighty-two to sixty-three, on the road. Um, they played number five Indiana on the road, lost only by seven points. Michigan State, I guess, Aaron. Yeah, you're right on that one. They struggled shooting. I think a big part also tonight was you were without your best three-point shooter in Ashley Scoggin. And down the way, when Penn State was shockingly hitting 14 of 30 from deep once again like okay then that's where you want Ashley Scoggin 
Now, Penn State could very well go out and only hit two threes next game because that's the type of team they are. Marisa dropped 20 again. She did it in Lincoln a couple weeks back, and they weren't able to stop her there. And so sometimes, like if you think about it, Caitlin Clark at Iowa, she's just a true scorer. She's a baller. No matter how you feel about her flopping and and, and getting foul calls and and whistles to get blown and, and all that, like... Caitlin Clark, you're just not going to stop her. So you have to figure out a way to limit her. Marisa from Penn State's kind of one of those players. But I would also put in the mix that Alexis Markowski is one of those players. Jazz Shelley. And not necessarily because of points. Jazz Shelley's one of those players because she's able to do it all. And if you limit her in the points category, great for you. But she's going to find Sam Hybee. She's going to find Ashley Scoggin when she's healthy. She's going to find Alexis Markowski or Bella Cravens or Isabel Bourne. Like she, Ashley, or excuse me, Jazz Shelley's that that for Nebraska, but that's not all Nebraska has. And so that's why I was watching the game, and at the first half, I'm like, sweet, you know, this is going to be Nebraska's 20th win. I, I truly did. I looked up. I said, all right, let's look when Nebraska's last 20 win season was. I did it, and it, and you guys can blame me. It's my fault. It's my fault that they lost, but no. Um, I mean, it was. A, I, I was like, all right, when was Nebraska's last 21 season? Because that doesn't happen very often, whether you're talking about Nebraska men's basketball or Nebraska women's basketball in recent history. Last time they had a 21 season was 2017-2018. That team went to the NCAA tournament under Amy Williams. And so when you look ahead, and we'll, we'll look ahead at their schedule um, later on in the show here, but you look ahead – and Nebraska now has three games to pass that 20-win mark. And we said at the beginning of the season, if Nebraska does its job, beats the teams that they're supposed to beat, which they have done up until this point tonight, if Nebraska then knocks off a couple teams, which they have, Michigan, Indiana, it doesn't matter if they're at home, it's two top 10 wins for Amy Williams in her sixth year then this is a team that's going to be playing in March. And all signs right now point to them being able to compete in the Big Ten tournament and also later on in March and April. And so while one side of Husker basketball is not providing results, this side is. And it's a lot of fun. Um, highly encourage folks once again. I mean, they have they have two home games left. They play Minnesota at home on Sunday, 2 p.m. It's a it's a play for K. It's a cancer awareness pink game um, for the Spirit Squad Youth Clinic. So that will be, or excuse me, the Spirit Spirit Squad Youth Clinic will be a part of that. So that's an opportunity. Once again, tickets ten bucks for for ge- adult general admission. Or I believe are fifteen, or excuse me, reserved are fifteen. And general admission's ten. Like that's a cheap Sunday activity to go watch. A 19 and seven Big Ten basketball team, one that is a lot of fun to watch, and trust me, they're fun to watch because they do. Despite tonight's result, they do a lot of the little things right, and that's something that being a Nebraska basketball fan and kind of watching basketball in the city the last couple years, you respect when they do the little things right. You respect. And you you are you realize how much more of a viewing pleasure it is 
when somebody chases down their own shot or when they make a foul because they or they commit a foul because of effort reasons not because of lack of effort reasons but because and they're trying to make it up but because of effort and like you can be okay now there was there was a lot of questionable calls tonight I, w- I will say that one first one that comes to mind is in the f- later ends of the fourth quarter is uh, Izzy Bourne goes out to close out in the three point at the three point line and bumps bumps Penn State on on the hip as she went to turn and close out that's kind of frustrating now part of that could be listen discipline right don't box out so aggressively but then part of it's like well what do you do. Are, you, are they just going to blow the whistle there if it's a little bit of a hip check? So it's you kind of you kind of can go both ways on that one. But Nebraska has three games left. Two of them are at home. Three of them against very winnable opponents. We'll check records as we go along. But once again, Nebraska falls eighty-three to seventy-six um, against Penn State on the road in um, in. Uh, happy, I almost said Happy Valley, but that's that's for football. I was trying to think um, the city name for that one. All right, let's let's go through the stat line a little bit. Uh, we'll continue this as on the as well on the other side. Once again, they were without uh, Ashley Scoggin tonight because of health and safety reasons. Um, so hopefully they can get her back if if everything is all good by Sunday afternoon. And and once again, I, I've said that before, where this team has been able to shoulder the load of being a player down we saw it in Iowa when Jazz Shelley was out and Jazz Shelley is is their their player right one of their players Ashley Scoggin fits that same category as well a consistent starter who provides consistent scoring especially from beyond the arc and so without Ashley Scoggin Addison or excuse me Allison Widener fills her role plays 30 minutes shoots three of 10 0 of one from deep um, has eight rebounds from the guard position, six assists, two steals, but unfortunately commits four turnovers. And turnovers were, were quite a problem for Nebraska. Amy Williams will quickly tell you that 15 turnovers in a game, way too many. Way too many. And there was a point where in that 18-2 to run, Penn State had gotten their 10th, or excuse me, like 13th steal of the night. Well, they they commit or they started doing the full court press, the one two two I believe, and Nebraska wasn't able to handle it. They've been able to handle full court pressure from from a lot of programs, including Iowa, including Michigan, including Rutgers. Remember who isn't good offensively necessarily, but is one of the better teams defensively in in women's college basketball. And so tonight, once again. I'm willing to chalk this one up. I don't think fluke is the right word, but I'm willing to chalk it up as a, all right, listen, we learned, we move on, and we play Minnesota on Sunday. I'm okay with that. But because of the body of work that they've done early on in the year, personally for me, yes, it's it's a heartbreaker. It stings, like Aaron says. But I'm willing to not give them a pass necessarily because this is a game that they should not have let slipped out of their hands, and they, they let it slip. Make that very clear. Nebraska lost this game, but also Penn State did something uncharacteristic and shot 14 of 30 from deep and also shot 45% from the field. Nebraska 
did something uncharacteristic, and only shot 25% from, the, from beyond the arc. 5 of 20. And that's without one of the best three-point shooters in the country in Ashley Scoggin. Now, not making excuses because you did – you went, you missed three free throws down the, down the stretch, and you also committed 15 turnovers. So you can't make excuses. I understand that. But um, definitely, definitely not uncharacteristic performance from Nebraska women's basketball. And the reason I can say that is because we've had 20, 26 games, 25 games, excuse me, before tonight's where we've seen what kind of team this is. And it's been a consistent performance night after night, right? 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sutter Heyman text line. Feel free to uh, put any input in there. Um, once again, this is the Nebraska Women's Basketball Post Game Show. Uh, Priscilla Joseph, her show with Rico, will be starting in about 35 minutes or so. They have a really exciting guest. Um, I can promise you that. So uh, don't want to don't want to miss that one. So we'll we'll pass the time. We'll dissect more of Nebraska Women's Basketball's 83 to 76 loss on the road at Penn State. They are now Nebraska, I should say, is now 19 and seven on the year overall and 8-7 and seven in the conference. So riding right around that middle of the pack Big Ten team, still plenty of opportunities. They're going to get a bye first round in the Big Ten tournament. And so if that was your expectation at the beginning of the year for what a successful season is, great. They passed it. They're going to be just fine. Um, they also have three very winnable games coming up to close out the season. Um, so, so definitely keep your eyes on Nebraska women's basketball. As we go along. All right, let's let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back um, here in a couple minutes, we'll go through some of the box score. We'll tell you who performed the best for Nebraska in their loss. Um, we'll kind of read you up and down the uh, the box score for Nebraska as, once again, they lose 83-76 to to Penn State, um, a team that had not went, won since January 20th. All right, when we come back, we'll continue to dissect this Husker women's basketball loss right here on 93.7 The Ticket. Now back to the Husker Women's Basketball Postgame Show on 93.7 The Ticket. Nick Sander back with you in Nebraska Women's Basketball Postgame Show on The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Feel free to um, give your input on the show. 402-464-5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sutter Heyman text line. Um, hit me up on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainert. And then as well as the Sutter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Nebraska women's basketball falls 83-76 to to Penn State on the road in a heartbreaker. Once again, if you're just now joining us, Nebraska, I mean, 15 turnovers, that's kind of the bugaboo. Um, Nebraska without Ashley Scoggins, so the starting five tonight were Izzy Bourne, Alexis Markowski, almost said her sister Addison Markowski, um, but Alexis Markowski, Allison Widener, Jazz Shelley, and Sam Hybe. No Ashley Scoggins, she's in the health and safety protocol, so no dice there. Um, Bella Cravens, we've talked about it quite a bit in weeks prior. I mean, this when we talk about the depth, on Nebraska women's basketball. We didn't see from uh, – we we saw one minute from Kendall Moriarty. We saw nine from Ruby Porter. Michael Caton stepped up in a, in a bigger role tonight with Ashley Scoggin out. Um, 
Whitney Brown's played some time this year. Like, this team is deep once again. And I'll also say this, and I want to mention this every single post game so that it hits at least everybody at least once. Um, a lot of respect to the to the players on this team, especially the three in Alexis Markowski, Izzy Bourne, and Bella Cravens. Because at the start of the year and you know through the first fourth of the year, it was Izzy Bourne and Bella Cravens being the starters. Alexis Markowski now down low, or then would come off the bench, play a little bit down low. Then we saw him switch it up a little bit, obviously, because Bella Cravens got dinged up. And then Alexis Markowski came in, ends up winning six Big Ten Freshman of the Week honors. And Amy Williams is like, yo, listen, I know Bella Cravens is healthy now, but maybe we need to start Izzy, Bourne, and Alexis Markowski. So they do. So then they switch it up again. And now Alexis Markowski and Bella Cravens were starting because that gives a player like Izzy Bourne more opportunity to get on the scoring board if she's coming off the bench and facing the number three post player for the opponent rather than the number one. And she was okay with it. They are totally okay with it. Like, much respect taking a smaller role. It, from the outside looking in, let me rephrase that. From the outside looking in, if you don't pay attention to this Husker women's basketball team or study them or, or watch every game, from the outside looking in, it seems like a smaller role. But in reality, it's pretty much the same. Despite, I guess, having 10 fewer minutes. Izzy Bourne and Alexis Markowski both surpassed 30 minutes tonight. Bella Craven's off the bench, 19. But in those 19 minutes... Five of seven from the field, four boards, ten points. It's little things like that. Understanding that it's okay coming off the bench when you're the player coming off the bench. Kendall Coley didn't didn't find the floor tonight. And she's one of those players that is really interesting for, for in my opinion personally, and I think for a lot of people. Top 100 recruit coming out of Minnesota last year. Joins Nebraska midseason. Gets some valuable time on the floor. She got to play some on the floor. Nebraska, remember, wasn't this deep last season. And now this year, with the addition of Alexis Markowski and her bursting onto the scene, they switch up Kendall Coley a little bit position-wise. And a player like her just has yet to find her stroke. Defensively, Kendall Coley's done well this year. Offensively, struggled a little bit. But once again, she's a freshman. A freshman. And so it's all good. It's all good. Once again, this whole team, extremely young. Michael Caton, the senior. I believe Bella Cravens, this might be her last year. But the future is also bright. Because they have a recruit coming in just past 2,000 career points at her high school. And there's uh, Maggie Mendelson who is playing volleyball and women's basketball here at Nebraska. So, exceptional athlete right there. All right, let's go through the, the box score a little bit. Uh, nine Huskers found the floor, and Kenny, including Kendall Moriarty, who just logged only one minute uh, in this game. All right, let's start with the starters. Izzy Bourne, 30 minutes, 7 of 14 from the field, 1 of 3 from beyond the arc, uh, 7 boards, 1 assist, 15 points. Alexis Markowski, 10 of 15 from the field. 
three of five from the free throw line, seven boards once again, 23 points. She led all scores. Allison Widener, 30 minutes, three of 10 from the field. Once again, struggled just a little bit. Um, her she's she's not necessarily an outside outside shooter. She can, and she's shown the ability to, but that's not her strong suit. Shoots three of ten from the field uh, tonight. One of one from the free throw line. Eight boards from the guard position, which I very big. We talk about it with Jazz Shelley, but Allison Weiner did it as well. So that's I mean things th- things that you can point to that can keep you excited and, and entertained for this season. Allison Weiner, once again, eight boards, six assists, two steals. Uh, did commit four turnovers, though, but had seven points. Jazz Shelley, 37 minutes played. Had a tough shooting night, three of 11 from the field, three of nine from beyond the arc. Um, five rebounds, five assists, two steals, 10 points. Sam Hybe rounding out the starting five for Nebraska. Three of 11 from the field, one of five from beyond the arc. That one three came somewhat early in the game. Perfect from the free throw line, 4-4 from the charity stripe. Five boards, six assists, one steal. Finished with 11 points. So you're looking there. Nebraska's, I would say, two more important players in Sam Hybe and Jazz Shelley. Sam Hybe, because she is able to run this offense extremely efficient, she understands what the goal and where people need to be and, and all those little things that the casual spectator doesn't think about she does all those little things correct and well to where it almost you forget about it right that's kind of point of it um jazz shelley who's also in that similar role in her first year who's made a heck of an immediate impact in her first season with nebraska both of them they combine to go six of 22 from the field once again i said in the first segment if you're just kind of joining us now uncharacteristic you throw your palms up and say listen man I guess, you know, if if that's kind of the way the night was going to go, then at least it happened now instead of in March. Right? At least they allowed an 18-2. If they were going to allow an 18-2 run in the fourth quarter and lose to a team, at least it didn't happen to Maryland in the Big Ten title. In the Big Ten title game, excuse me. I'll take a little bit of positive out of that. Um, so Nebraska, I mean, Bella Craven's off the bench, mentioned her a couple minutes ago, 19 minutes, five of seven from the field, extremely efficient. Uh, she has a really nice post move where she'll, she'll fake left and go right. Really nice post move. Um, she finishes five of seven from the field, four rebounds off the bench and 10 points for Nebraska. At, at some point in Nebraska, uh, they win the rebound battle 42 to 35. They had 22 assists, which is something this team does well every night out. They share the basketball extremely well. Jazz Shelley being a big part of that. But tonight, I mean, Allison Widener, six assists. Sam Hybe, six assists. Ruby Porter off the bench in only nine minutes had three assists and three rebounds. So they're coming in and, and having big, decent performances from the bench. Once again, on paper, it's like on paper, Nebraska should have won this game. Despite, or I should say until you look at Penn State, who shot 40% from beyond the arc after coming in and averaging six and a half threes per game. They shot five and a half, yes, five and a half over their average. That's 15 points. If it's 15 points, they, they, they hit on their average, and 
it's a 76 to 68 win for Nebraska. But at the end of the day, instead of pointing the finger, point the thumb, Nebraska commits 15 turnovers. And so, learning experience, absolutely. We'll talk about the youth um, until until the end of the year. We'll talk about it next year because it's still going to be a similar story. But now all these young players will have a full season under their belt. A full normal season. I think that's a big part of it. They're going to have a full normal season under their belt next year. And we'll be able to kind of say, all right, this is the time that Nebraska really makes a move in the NCAA tournament. Not Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament. In a, in a season this year where Big Ten basketball on the women's side is pretty good too. Maryland, Iowa, potentially the player of the year in Caitlin Clark, the Hawkeyes do. She pulls up. I don't know if you've seen the the videos. If you haven't, go to go to Twitter. Um, she, I mean, she just pulls up with eight minutes left on the game clock, and drains drains it from the logo, just because when she's contested. So it's like, holy crap, man. I guess if you can do that and the coach is okay with you taking that, fine. But um, definitely something to keep your eye on there for the player of the year with uh, Caitlin Clark at Iowa. All right. When we come back, I, I want to talk about kind of how this team compares to last year's team. I, I wanted to have the the conversation with Matt Coatney a couple months ago, but it was just too early to tell um, when they were still undefeated, right? And they they knocked off Michigan to, to after Michigan State. And I, it was too it was too hard to tell where this team would would compare to previous years. Um, but now I think I think it's okay. We've had the samples enough sample size to kind of have that discussion of what's this team doing differently than last year's team, right? So we'll be able to do that next. Um, when we come back, we'll wrap up the Nebraska women's basketball pro, uh, post game show. Excuse me. Um, once again, Nebraska they lose eighty three to seventy six to Penn State on the road. And they uh, face Minnesota at home on Wednesday afternoon. All right, don't go anywhere. We'll wrap up the show next and get you on with the rest of your Thursday nights right here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now back to the Husker women's basketball postgame show on 93.7 The Ticket. Back here one final time on uh, <laughs> almost said the happy hour, um, but it is not the happy hour. Nebraska women's basketball postgame show on the ticket. Nebraska loses 83-76 to to Penn State on the road. They uh, took a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter at one point. Nebraska did, I should say. And then Penn State went on an 18-2 run, took the lead, and that was all she wrote. In that one, Nebraska falls to 19 and seven overall. They are now eight and seven in the conference, um, and they face Minnesota on Sunday at 2 p.m. So, what should we look for in that game? Well, let me tell you guys this: Minnesota is currently. I need to get there. I should have. This is bad preparing. This is preparing on the spot right here. Um, Minnesota women's basketball. It's 12 and 14 overall. They are on they just came off of a win against Northwestern last Friday, 74 to 68. Some of their losses this year, Iowa by 10 on the road, on the road to Indiana by 10 as well. 
They lost to Purdue on the road, lost to Michigan State. Um, they lost to Ohio State, lost to Iowa. Here, Here's this one. I mean, Nebraska, you talk about them being competitive, and that's kind of what I want to talk about here in a second. Um, Nebraska's playing com- being competitive no matter who they play. Iowa beat Minnesota 105-49 to at Minnesota back on January 20th. Ouch. 105-49. to They beat um, Minnesota. That's Iowa. But they, they lost to Drake earlier on in the year. So if you look ahead, I mean, Nebraska plays Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Northwestern to fin- uh, finish out the regular season before they – the Big Ten tournament starts March 2nd. Nebraska will probably play March 3rd in the second round. They'll probably have a um, a, a first-round bye in that one. But they play Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Northwestern. They've beaten uh, or excuse me, Wisconsin. They just have to travel on the road this time. And barring any injuries or anybody out, like I would, I would consider Nebraska a, a heavy favorite in all three of these games. And I don't think that's being out of line, despite what happened tonight. And so once again, I, I kind of urge you folks, head out to PBA on Sunday, cheer on Husker women's basketball. They play Minnesota. Um, it, it's good stuff to to watch. They're, they're a lot of fun to watch. The season's going, gone by quick. It's crazy how fast the season goes when you're winning games. All right, one thing before we uh, get out of here, one thing I want to talk about um, is kind of the difference – between last year's Husker women's basketball team and this year's. And so with that, I think a big thing was we always talked last year how Nebraska played down to their opponents. They played up to a lot of them. They got some upsets last year, but they also played down. Northwestern came in last year, was ranked. Nebraska stomped them. But then... A team like Illinois would come in and Nebraska would lose. And Illinois is not good. Bottom of the pack in the Big Big Ten. And this year, and I know this is hard to say after tonight's, but once again, I'm kind of pushing this one off to the side. They come in tonight and they start out, they play three and a half, three and a third strong quarters. Once again, they had a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter. And unfortunately, they just shot five of 20 from beyond the arc on a night where Maryland was 14 of 30. Once again, seven and a half three-pointers over their average, or six and a half three-pointers over their average, Mar- or, uh, Penn State was. And so when you look at it that way, once again, a couple positives you can take away. Nebraska, uh, unfortunately, couldn't get it done tonight. They let this one slip. 15 turnovers hurts them. But they have an opportunity to end the season on a three-game winning streak against Minnesota, Northwestern, in Wisconsin. Haven't gotten 20 wins since 2017-2018 when they went 21-11 and in the year. They made the NCAA tournament that year. They have that opportunity to get more than that. The most wins under Amy Williams in her six years here. Doing a great job leading Husker women's basketball. That is all for us today. We'll have the next Nebraska women's basketball postgame show on Sunday, approximately around 4 p.m. since it's a 2 p.m. tip-off. We'll dissect that one in what we hope to be a Husker women's basketball win. Stick around. Ticket Weeknights continues next. Nick Sainert saying goodbye. I will talk to you tomorrow at 2 p.m. on the happy hour. See ya.